Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Katrina, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Excellent. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grumbacher. Dr. Katrina Burris is the founder and CEO of Excellence Executive Coaching. She is a speaker, an author, a podcaster. Excited to have you on the show. Katrina, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, thank you very much for inviting me on your show. Uh, I started because I had a stepfather that was very brilliant, but interpersonally blind, and therefore, it's uh, I suffered from that. But I realized that his intention was positive towards me, but he just didn't know how to say it in a way that was constructive. And and I rejected him and whatever he said because of the tone. It's not he said; it's how he said it, and that's all I remembered. And then what do we do? Well, I think people have a high IQ, which is intelligence, but low EQ, which is emotional savviness, uh, need a second chance. They can change, and I wanted to help those people change. And then um, by helping people that are interpersonally blind, uh, you reduce suffering in the workplace. Because uh, these people really rub the people the wrong way and are are toxic and, and cause um, absenteeism, uh, people higher turnover, and a whole series of costs for for the company. And uh, it's uh, I, what I usually say is that when you when you work for a jerk, you suffer at work. But when you work for a great leader, you're inspired to be a great achiever. So I think it really does help the company, this productivity as well. And then last, as on a business decision, uh, I started coaching. I was a first master certified coach from the International Coaching Federation in 2002. I was the first in Switzerland because that's I lived before coming to the U.S. three years ago. And uh, I realized there were 200 coaches in uh, this relatively small city of Geneva. There were these coaches that were being trained and coming out in the market. And I thought, well, I got to shift and pivot to a different way. And I said, where do the new coaches don't dare to go? And that's really where the difficult cases and brilliant jerks are difficult cases. Nice. I appreciate that. Brilliant jerks. Like that's probably pretty uh, a pretty perfect way to describe a lot of the people that uh, that that everybody who's listening has come across at one stage or another. And I think to your point, it, it is it is it does certainly cause you know absenteeism. I bet even presenteeism. I bet just non productivity. And yeah, it's bad for the employee. It's bad for the manager, even though they may not realize it. It's certainly bad for the company. Absolutely. So, so how, how do we start here? Should we talk about it from, from actually coaching the, 
the person his or herself or should we talk about you 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 tell me how 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 we should jump off into this conversation well i think what i initially said uh is that billion jerks can change but Mm. it's uh, and you know i would ask do you really think they can change some people will say no other people will say yes well they're both right basically (laughs) because uh, they can change but they need help because i've seen people receive the same information that their ways are are toxic the way they interact with their employees but they don't know how to change you know often that type of behavior got them where they were and now they people are telling them what you mean you have to change so i think that's um we'll start there yeah no i think that that's great and you you can correct me if i'm wrong on this it's it's a you know probably they well, are, is it a matter of that they are uh, in uh, that they just don't realize it? That they're not looking through Johari's window correctly and saying, "Wow, okay, I, I am a successful person, but I have a tendency to really rub people the wrong way. Maybe I need to improve my skills or just how I how my interpersonal communication abilities." Uh, well, some of them uh, don't realize. They think maybe their humor is funny and. They don't realize how it really affects people the way it does. And some uh, realize it, but say that I'm not here to hold people's hands. Mm. You know, really, uh, if their feelings are hurt too bad for them, yeah. we're here to make business. So I think that's uh, it's or they devalue feelings and emotions. I think they're they're. 2020 vision is on results. Yeah, like this is where we're going. And if you are not able to toughen up and, and come with, then then we'll find somebody else. And, I, you know, I, I think I've probably been in rooms where people have said that kind of a thing. Um, so so how to then get through or 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 help people to realize help that brilliant jerk to realize, OK, you're 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 probably leaving something on the table by not changing your approach. Well, often, like I've my clients uh, often are very brilliant, and well, what does that mean? They get great results for their company, and then their boss tells them, "Look, uh, you know your ways are not uh, appropriate," or they say something like that, and often they feel betrayed because after all, they've done worked so hard to get. The results they got or their their work so hard as an expert you know for example uh, a hospital can really research the best heart surgeon mm. in all of the states and court them and finally they come to the hospital and they are brilliant in their expertise but the way they treat the nurses no one wants to stay or work with them mm. so um, it's maybe they work night and day but they're, they're finally the manager of the hospital makes a comment and they say, oh, my goodness, what, what, what is he doing? I'm working. I'm not here to make them feel good. Or they're very, you know, can be very stressed. So, but it's a problem that is very, you know, the Gallup, said, Gallup study says people choose a company for the company, but they leave because of a bad boss. Mm-hmm. 
And another study said on the Center of Creative Leadership says, you know, three out of four successful leaders have had at least one intolerable boss, which means that, you know, your listeners, three out of four of them will have a difficult boss in their career. That's a lot. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So the problem is there and it is important. I, I think a hundred percent I've, I've left two different organizations because, because I did not think that my boss was because I thought that they were brilliant jerks or maybe just jerks. <laughs> but that, that's a story for another day. So oftentimes, um, are, are, are you then brought in, uh, because it is the sort of the, the, the leadership is looking down and recognizing, okay, my, the, the entire organization needs some help. Um, XYZ. Well, let's just call the person Steve. Steve is a brilliant heart surgeon, but he is terrible with everybody else and everybody hates working with them. We, we need to make some changes. Is that oftentimes how, how, how you enter the equation? Yes. Yes. It's, um, because there's maybe like you just said, there's absenteeism, presenteeism, health issues, higher turnover, and it gets the attention of the manager of the hospital or HR. So they, they see it's an issue. Now, why I say, like you mentioned, sometimes they're just jerks and not brilliant. Well, <laughs> if they're just jerks, it's usually they don't retain them very much. So I, what we're looking at is people that have and contributed to the organization, but are interpersonally blind. So how does then that conversation start? You say, hey, Steve, my name's Dr. Katrina Burris, and your company really wants you to be successful here, but... Great question. (laughs) So I usually, they usually call me and and sort of explain the situation. And um, so I answer that is the has anyone in the organization talked to this person? Usually it's his boss, no? Or HR. But I ask them to have the boss say something because HR, they might just think, ha, HR, they want, what do they know? I am in the front line. They, I don't want to be fuzzy wuzzy. You know, they think they might be soft if they're too uh, sensitive to other people. So I try to encourage in that conversation that they have a talk with that person and, you know, explain that, uh, what's the consequences of his behavior. So that when I come and initially come and talk to that person, that is a brilliant jerk, as I call them affectionately, is that they know why I'm there, but I don't assume it. I come in and I say, why do you think I'm here? So then I realize that is has the boss really talked to him or as has he is he in denial you say so how aware is he and how open is he but i don't push it i say well look you know um what i can do is get some research work for you to see how you're perceived Mm. how you can leverage your strengths and what is impeding you to get to the next level and that I could get information. Then you decide if you want to be coached or not. These people are 
if they're brilliant and and they're uncomfortable, I give them back the possibility to choose, and in a situation where they're back in a little bit in control psychologically, I would say. So, so we have an initial discussion. Basically, what do they want? And uh, when I get them the research work, and I don't do a questionnaire because I want to get such good feedback, such specific feedback that they can know exactly what to do. So, for example, when I say specific, like one lady was a brilliant jerk. Uh, she she was, was working in Asia and walked three steps ahead of her employee. And when they asked a question, she rolled her eyes in, mm. in aggravation. You see, so she wasn't even aware that she had this non-action. So that's the kind of specific information you want to get back to that leader. So, and also you need to integrate people they admire in that feedback. Uh, for, for example, if you only have people that they don't admire, they say they don't care for their feedback. So they wouldn't take that feedback as, as something that, of value. Right. So that's what I start with. Well, that certainly makes sense. You need to be able to give really specific examples and that the example you gave of, of, of the, of the jerk walking three steps ahead. And every time, every time somebody asks you a question, you roll your eyes. Do you even realize you do that? You're like, Oh my gosh, no, I don't. I, I, I guess then I can certainly appreciate why somebody would not like that because I certainly wouldn't like that. So I'm sure it's all over the board. Um, but yes, you really need, do you do need to, to provide specific examples uh, and then have them be from somebody that, that the jerk actually respects and thinks is is capable and competent. Otherwise, they're probably not going to um, not going to accept the the feedback. <laughs> um, go ahead. Yeah, and when people are stressed, we can all be behave like jerks. Okay, that's a possibility. We're stressed. Mm. We have thousands of things to do, and somebody comes with an annoying comment, but it's. That doesn't mean we're a brilliant jerk. When it, it's repetitive, it comes back frequently and it destroys the people's uh, self-esteem. Then it's it's something that's more chronic. Right. I think that I was just going to write down systemic, but chronic is is definitely the better better term for it. So how 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 long does it? Is, is there normally a, a, a length of time that you're engaged with somebody like this to help them to to tool up and, and, and learn these new skills? Or it's probably all over the board. No, no. It, it takes a certain – there's a, a six-step process oh. that I have, a model that I developed. First, I make them more self-aware. So I call that self-awareness. Then it's a – boss awareness so what they've learned about themselves they apply to their boss so they know somebody but that doesn't mean because they know their boss better that they know how to change their leadership according to who they have in front of them so i go to the next step is uh, stakeholder awareness i give them the feedback that i talked to you about and they can see that maybe some of the feedback is contradictory but they learn to better 
understand who they have in front of them so that they can adapt their leadership behavior. But once they have that awareness, it's very frustrating because they're more aware intellectually, but that doesn't mean that they're not uh, reacting against their triggers. So there's needs at least six months of following this leader and so that you accompany them in these new behaviors that are more constructive for themselves and for others. And so each time they're triggered, we go to a deeper level of insight and we examine what behavior would be more strategic for them that would have an outcome that they want that is better for them and for the other person. So that takes uh, you know, six months, behaviors take time to change and to be sustainable because in the beginning they might be very enthusiastic, but the, the temptation to revert back to the previous behavior is very high. Yeah, I certainly appreciate that. Is it oftentimes, is it, is it more carrot or stick? Is it uh, that, that they engage with you because they don't want to get fired or is it they engage with you because they want to get to the next level of, of their success? That's a good question. For one, it's a little bit of both because the stick is that their boss has told them that they want them to change in certain areas. Uh, so that's the stick. And the other thing is I, that's why I say they're brilliant. They also understand the limitations that this behavior could have on their careers. And I, I've, unless they're psychopaths, I don't think they want to be mean to be mean. Right. Yeah. So they want to change and be better. They're high achievers often. You know, they got where they got for because they were high achievers and very good at what they do, but just interpersonally blind got it nice well katrina savage nation is ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them thank you so the difference is that uh between uh a brilliant jerk and a demanding leader okay so what's the difference and it's very important that if you're faced with a a a very difficult leader to determine whether it's He's just a jerk. And if you identify him very quickly, then you'll be much better prepared to interact with that person. Or if he's a demanding leader with high standards, to understand the difference. What is the difference? Well, the brilliant jerk, if you come back and you failed, will basically attack you. You feel threatened because your failure is perceived as a lack of status on him, or it creates anxiety that it will repercute on him. A demanding boss, if you come back with a failure that you've done, will try to determine whether you are, uh, the job was too big for you and will make the job smaller or put a, give you a mentor to help you succeed. Or he will try to figure out there's a lack of motivation and we'll have a better uh, discussion with the person that is more, you know, heart to heart and to get the bottom of the issue. So that's a big difference between 
a brilliant jerk, how you feel after the interaction. Do you feel less confident, humiliated, or do you feel like, okay, you've done a failure, but you've gotten some indication how to improve the next time? So that's my tip. Find out when you interact with a boss or with someone how you feel afterwards. Because the quicker you find out if it's a brilliant jerk, the better you'll be. Protect yourself. I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Katrina, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can they engage with you? Thank you very much, George. It's a wonderful interview. And they can uh, contact me at excellentexecutivecoaching.com. Excellentexecutivecoaching.com. Thank you very much, George. Oh, thank you. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Katrina your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas or maybe complains to you about having a, a brilliant jerk for a boss, go to excellentexecutivecoaching.com and to check out all the great resources that Katrina has on the site. Thanks again, Katrina. Thank you, George. Thank you very much, and you have an awesome day. You as well. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight, because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.